This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am the host of Beauty Behind Chaos and I'm so excited to have a guest today and I have a surprise guest for y'all because normally when I do guests, I always have women. So today, I don't have another woman that I'm speaking to. I have a man that is in my studio and sitting next to me is my husband. Hey boo, hey. So I'm here with my husband. His name is Mike Hernandez. And uh, we're going to just, we're just going for this right now because I had an episode to record and I was like, hey, how cool would it be if we did an episode together and shared from the perspective of a male and a husband and uh, you've done one before. Yeah, it was a long time ago, but not on Beauty Behind Chaos. So this will be interesting because um, the premise of this show is a little bit different too, but I thought it would be really cool to give insight from a guy and also from someone married to a woman like me that Hmm. does all these different things. How much time we have? (laughs) We have 45 (laughs) minutes. We're going to nail it. Now we have 42, 43 minutes. Yes. Well, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about and a lot to share and all the things. And he makes fun of me when I say all the things. So I, I... I actually have to say it like probably more this episode for that reason because mm. you. <laughs> All, right. All right. So give your give yourself a little introduction besides the fact that you're my husband. What kind of introduction though? I don't know. Just just like, who are you? <laughs> what do you do? Mike Hernandez. I'm married to Ashley Hernandez. Bam. That's it. Boom. That's that's it. That's that's who he is. So. A lot of people follow us on social media, and we share a lot of our journey and our entrepreneurial journey as of late because uh, Mike actually used to be in healthcare for 15 years, and so the world of entrepreneurism is actually new to him because, yeah, even though we've been married and together for 20-something years, um, he was not always involved in my businesses, actually. A lot of people think that he was, and so for a really long time, he was more so that guy that just supported and was around if I needed anything, but at the same time, like he really wasn't involved in any of my businesses. We're we're in different worlds, though. Yeah. I never brought home. Yeah, what you did. Work, what I did, or anything. And yeah, we lived. We talked about it, but not to the full extent. So yeah, exactly. So share that a little bit, like your background in in terms of what you did before jumping into entrepreneurship. So before, like you said, I was in healthcare for fifteen years. Uh, I started there in the ER, all in the ER for 15 years. And I started as just a patient care assistant and just worked my way up through the years. I, I didn't go to college. I don't know. Well, Same, they know that yeah. you didn't go to college. <laughs> yep. Self-made. So, self-made. self-made uh, took all the classes available, everything that was available in, in terms of education. I took it at the hospital and just worked my way up to yeah. uh, almost like a director management liaison in the ER. I know. Forever, y'all, I did not know exactly what he did. I I would always explain it where, like, at one point he was in patient care. 
So mm-hmm. like for X amount of years working directly with patients. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember there being just like this one story that was just like tragic. And he was just like, yeah, I think I'm done. And I kind of want to explore the admin side and just had this opportunity to switch over to the admin side of things. And then slowly just brick by brick worked his way up into the position. And I'm like, you were like a manager. Right. So of I, I mean, I didn't even know what I was doing because <laughs> every time I like took classes and built myself up, they would create a position for me. So yeah, yeah. it was always like supervisor, supervisor of this, super, supervisor of that. And just yeah. built up. And But that just goes to show like when you, you almost, there was uh, one person that I interviewed one time and they said, um, do the job that you want. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't know what that is, but like, don't always show up in the job description, show up in doing even more beyond that because we're creating new positions. Yeah. Because once because, you start doing right. more things, it's like, oh, wow, we didn't even realize mm-hmm. that we needed that. And I feel like that's what you did for a really long time. A long time. Yeah. It was just kind of like plug those holes and working in the ER. So y'all, he worked in the ER, but it was a level one trauma center. Trauma center. So in describe a, that. What a, does that a, mean? So it was a level one trauma center where, so you have to have everything available for any emergency, strokes, heart attacks. You had you have to have like wards for those things. That's mm-hmm. how you get accredited the level one trauma or whatnot. But yeah, our hospital was an inner city hospital. It was not like four to five blocks. Long. It was a huge, it was, huge, it was a huge campus and just being able to take care of any situation. That's yeah. how you get the level one accreditation. So. And y'all got gunshot. Well, every, everything. And- it was like, people think of Connecticut like, Oh yeah, Connecticut is so beautiful. But <laughs> it is, it, it is, is beautiful, but it's, there's a couple of pockets where you have very serious situations. It's a, it's and, a little hood. and that's where I worked. Yeah. Right in the heart of it. So. And that's where you're from. Pretty much. Pretty you grew much, up yeah. you grew up in the same area. Junior high, high school, graduated from those areas and it it was it was tough. Yeah. It was tough, but But I think that's also it helped you kind of like almost I I don't know the right word, like straddle both worlds because you were a little bit from that world and at the same time didn't you were live that world. No, he yeah. yeah, he wasn't he wasn't gangster. Nah, not at <laughs> all. I thought he was gangster. I look gangster, but don't let the fool you. <laughs> Y'all, I thought he was gangster. I thought I was getting myself a little bad boy, but nope. no, thank God I did not get myself a bad boy. But he also thought he was getting um, a very um, proper. Yeah, uh, like the valley chicken. <laughs> not not the part. No. Not, not at all. No, so he, we're complete he opposites and. It was it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. but it worked. It, yeah, it worked. We yeah. still are complete opposites in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we've kind of come together in that oppositeness and kind of balance each other, um, and also like work through things in different ways um, completely. But found like that middle that middle ground. Yeah. So so that's my backstory to basically um, what he did for a really long time for fifteen years of our lives. And then um, we'll just kind of, so that's okay. We always talk work, but like, we'll just talk about a little bit about us. Cause we've been together for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we met as teenagers. So I was 17 years old and y'all, this is crazy because we have a 17 year old right now. So that's just like, so bugged out to me that we have a 17 year old and that's the age I was when I met Mike. 
So through mutual friends. Yeah. So we met through mutual friends and we became friends. And then just over time, we ended up dating. We're hanging out and like, you know, doing the Six Flags things and going yeah. to the mall. And, just and we like, got all those pictures, all yeah, those, all those, those pictures. We're friends. <laughs> we're just hanging out. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Until I was like, okay, but we, we hanging out a lot. I was like, hold on. <laughs> What's it, what are we doing out. here? We're hanging out. No. No, no, no. I didn't accept that answer after a while. I was like, okay, this we got to step up this this mm. uh, situation. And um, so we started dating in 2002. So it's been 21 years. Yeah, 2002, yep. 21 years we've mm-hmm. been together. 2002. We met each other in 2001. Fall, autumn, fall of 2000. 2001. 2001, yep. Yep. So, um, so we've been together a really long time. Started off as friends and then just pretty much very rapidly kind of grew from there and then um we actually got married when i was 20 so yes. 2005 it was a little bit of a three, shotgun three wedding months pregnant <laughs> it was a little bit of a shotgun wedding Still, sprinkle that in there three yeah. months pregnant but he got that good job with that good insurance well, I, that, well that's the thing that's <laughs> when i i didn't have that good job at yeah the time. no 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 that's how i ended up in the getting emergency. The, yeah getting like, that good yeah, job getting that good job because healthcare is very important. Yeah, I know. Well, when you broke, it, when you broke <laughs> at that exactly. time, I was working as security on the weekends. Yeah, at an office that was closed, mm-hmm. and as a uh, in the deli. What about J.C. Penny too in the warehouse? Oh, that's right. This yeah, dude yeah. had three jobs at the time. Yeah, had three jobs and going to school to get my EMT certification so I can yep. like up the life. But yeah, you were pregnant. Yeah, it was like, okay. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. (laughs) Time flies. Mm. But yeah, he had three jobs. And then I was actually, I was doing hair. I was working in a salon, um, doing hair in the mall. And um, later down the line, as when I was pregnant with Alex, I started traveling, doing weddings. Because I started Beauty Entourage when I was pregnant with Alex um, at 20. So, So yeah, that's kind of like, we had a little bit of a shotgun wedding. I got that good insurance. We actually brought our entire family on our honeymoon with us, right. oh, yeah. which is so crazy. And I actually interviewed my sister-in-law and shared that story. But my brother came on our honeymoon and we all went on a cruise. Out of New York, right? Yeah, out of, out of New York. York. And yeah. then that's how my brother actually met his wife on that cruise. On so that cruise. Yep. you just never know. So crazy. So, um, so yeah. So me and Mike just jumped right into life. And we actually moved out very young. We were 18 when we moved out together. And um, bought our first property thanks to my parents had helped us out with um, providing us. Since I didn't go to college, my parents were like, okay, here's $5,000. Invest in something. And I'm like, all right. So I bought this condo. Mike was not ready to move out. Just saying this was before we got married, but I was 18. And Mike was like, yeah, no, not ready to move out. And I was like, okay. Well, I'm gonna buy this property, and you're just gonna move in with me anyway. Yeah, here anyway, so you gotta pay bills. Yeah, yes, yeah. So get some extra jobs too to help me right. pay this mortgage. So, um, so that's kind of how we got started in life. And if you if you know us or follow our journey, it's literally how our life always is. It's like Ashley's doing some kind of crazy idea, and Mike is right there, just being like, "No, I don't think." Eh, okay, yeah, we did it. Okay, yeah, all right, I'm here. So let's talk about that because. Um, that has been a lot of our life where we have, you know, pivoted a lot and we've had to level up our lives um, in many circumstances and had to make a lot of hard decisions along the way. And because we're both opposites, I am the entrepreneur. I am the like, let's just jump all in. Mike is the. He's is, a rebel. I'm like, the, yeah, he's. Let me get the instructions. Let me get the rules. <laughs> the, I don't want to. 
do anything out of bounds. And yeah. And I'm like, oops, I already did it. Yeah. I'm Let's, like, yeah. We're going to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, what did I do so I'm far? Just, no, I'm just <sighs> there was maybe a couple I'm little saying. moments that were a little. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm that person. Yeah. Mike is definitely a rule follower. It drives me bonkers. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He is a rule follower. He wants to make sure and like, you know, tread lightly. We don't have to jump just yet. But has that helped you with me being like, like that person that does jump? I mean, you've loosened up a bit over not the a years. A little bit, but I'm, I'm not going to say it helped me, but <laughs> like it has, like it's gotten me a little more adventurous. Yeah. Still treading cautiously. Yeah. You so, definitely yeah. still tread very. I'm trying to look at the loopholes now of going the right way. Uh, but I still don't try to, you know, rock push the, the boundaries. Yeah. yeah. So so with that, we actually, we've done many things um, in terms of just taking those leaps. It's been personally in life with mm. our houses, with our where we've lived. We are a level up couple. So if you come from little to no means, we are literally a story that honestly is a testament to if you work hard enough, you can literally accomplish anything. And that's really been our story, like starting from very, very little right. and very humble beginnings. And um, what's crazy about our story is with that, we actually, because um, this is a podcast all about like the chaos and the beauty on the other side of it. And for us, we actually had similar stories in terms of our childhood and our upbringing where um, we both kind of didn't have our our fathers involved. Right. And they were there, but they weren't there. Yeah. Yeah, they really weren't there. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's being nice. But um, but that's how we both actually ended up in Connecticut. Because I'm originally from Texas and Mike is originally from Puerto Rico. Yep. Yeah. So our both of us ended up in Connecticut with very similar um, pathways that brought mm-hmm. us there with our with our moms. Um and so our background I think is part of that is what built on our friendship was because we had these, you know, things that we were able to kind of share with each other and talk through and then also understand each other as we kind of went through our own challenges, um, whether it be separately or together. And I think that's so important. Um, I'm big on like communication and just being vocal about how you feel. Mike, Mike's a little different on that perspective. He's a little quieter. (laughs) Yes. You're, you're a little bit more reserved and a little bit more like observe situations. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I feel like, like, you being that way has really taught me because I used to be, I mean, I used to be a hothead and like. Used to? I mean, there's still moments that yeah it peaks out, but I think you, now you analyze the situation. Yeah. And I, like, I have oh, to say, yeah, I have to say you've had a really huge role in that where you've kind of tamed me a little bit in that sense. It's cool to be a rebel sometimes, but I mean, <laughs> in the beginning you have to like go in, you know, straight and narrow and. And then you expand, not expand and then go straight and narrow. Like mm. you have to like work your way in and feel the area for whatever, and then you could be extra. Uh, <laughs> not extra. Not extra, but you know what I mean. Like not bold. Like, mm. That's how I look at it. I, mean, I, I still don't fully agree with that. I, know, but, I think it's important. But to... there's points that you do again assess the situation and be like, all right. Yeah. We just take a different route. I want to get to this route, but take a different route. Yeah. You know, your comfort route. Yeah. Just bulldoze on it. Yeah. Yeah. I I will say that you've helped me with that over the years with just kind of bringing myself like, again, assessing situations Mm -hmm. or like maybe I view something 
like the wrong way. And he is my perfect balance to have a discussion and to see from different perspectives and kind of take a beat. So in that way, I think you've really helped me be able to navigate a lot of hard things at times because of your ability to just kind of like, whoa, take it slow and just maybe it's not this, it could be this and just have some kind of understanding. And I think that's really important in relationships and also in entrepreneurism because it's hard. It's, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. It's a lot to navigate. So going into that, I mean, over the years, like I said, we've, we've always worked on kind of leveling up our lives and working together in that way with what we do for our family and where we live and, and better school systems. So we moved a lot um, in our relationship because of that. Like as we worked, we were able to afford more and, um, you know, kind of level up things in that way. And then the biggest, the biggest pivot, which I think I dang near took my husband out when I made this decision abruptly, but it was the decision to move to Texas. It was the the ER trip. (laughs) I sent him to the ER. Y'all, he worked there and I sent him to the ER. You want to share that story from your perspective? I kind of don't remember because I passed out. Remember? (laughs) My legs got like jello and I was like, I don't feel good. Like, yeah, no, you got to take me to the hospital. Yeah, no, this is a true story, y'all. So in 2020, we all know the pandemic hit. And this man was working all the time because he worked in the ER. Um, And so, yeah, he he was working all the time. Life didn't really change for me. Yeah. So I didn't notice the change because the ER is the ER. No matter, like, it was literally the same from pandemic to regular life. We still got the same amount of patients and, like, it wasn't different besides driving into work no traffic and driving back home no traffic yeah that's literally the only difference it was like a ghost town yeah oh it was a ghost town it was great but yeah I mean, the only thing that were open were gas stations and liquor stores it's crazy yeah, it was like and in connecticut in connecticut i know in connecticut like the weather was oh uh, it, yeah, was... it was around that time of the year it was we kept like getting gloomy. like snowstorms yeah. and gloomy and dark all the time so i on the opposite end Mike was going into work every day. And for me, I was home with mm-hmm. the kids. I was doing the thing of just homeschooling. And my I at the time, I had um, a brick and mortar business that was shut down. And then I also had my agency, Beauty Entourage, um, where we did hair and makeup for events. And at the time, that didn't fully affect the event space because we still had time. Events for us didn't start up until May. So at first, I was like, okay, as long as it doesn't affect that business, we're okay. And um, I mean, we thought it was going to end. But- yeah. Yeah. Fizz out, but no, it that wasn't the case. Wasn't the case. And so at a certain point, um, with the shutdowns and everything, and then just seeing how many events were starting to cancel and how long this actually was gonna go on for, I went to him and I was like, one, I was really struggling with depression and anxiety and just my business, both of my businesses were completely like crashing. And so I went to him one day and I was like, hey, I need a break and I need to just like get out of here. I think I'm going to go fly down to Texas and go visit family. So he was like, yeah, you you supported like that the, idea. I mean, in, in the back of my head, I was like, <laughs> I can't say no because I'm working all the time. Yeah. You're home all the time. I can't say no, you're home and stay home because I'm still like life hasn't changed for me. But I knew in the back of my head, <laughs> I was like, uh, eventually it's going to happen. What? That I was going to want to Yeah, you're going to decide to move to Texas. I actually really think that you even said at one point, like, you could go, but we're not moving yeah, I there. Yeah, like, don't even think about it. Like, yeah, go ahead. Two weeks. That's fine. Yeah. And we and we did. I mean, we booked that right away. We booked it. 
And I think I said this to him on a Sunday and I, my, me and my kids were on a flight on Thursday to come down to Texas. And so initially, yeah, it wasn't with the intention to move to Texas at all. It was really, yeah, it was a, it was a break. It was a staycation at my uncle's house because once I got to Texas, um, they weren't even allowing people like if we can, we we came from a hot spot, so they weren't allowing us to, um, basically leave wherever we were going. And yeah, so, they had you fill out these packets. Yeah, it was of crazy. Where you're gonna be, and you have to be there. If you're not there, we're gonna do random checkups, and it was like it was I know. Well, Mike knows this military. too because he had to sneak. Well, I've read everything. He had well, yeah, he read all the dang I read rules. Everything on the plane. <laughs> there was four of us on the plane. They gave us this packet <laughs> of like rules, and I was like, I right, I read every. Single and he thing followed on. every oh, rule every to the. I didn't even want to walk around the block. They're yeah. Like, oh, let's go walk. No, nah, I'm not. <laughs> if, if they come looking for me, I'm going to be right here. Yep, I know. It's so true. So he surprised me because he actually, we, I went first with the kids and we we set up shop for two weeks at my uncle's and it was my birthday while Your I was birthday, gone and Mother's, Day. and Mother's Day. Yeah, so he actually oh, yeah. surprised me, came down. You did break a rule though. I did. He, he broke a rule, y'all, because he was not supposed to be As leaving a, his job. provider, you couldn't yeah. travel Anywhere. They didn't want him traveling anywhere. So he had to secretly come to Texas and secretly, and he's like, babe, do not share on social media. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. So that was hard because I like to share on social media. So yeah, I couldn't share that he came to visit us in Texas on this little uh, getaway that we had. So we were, I felt like we were like being, we were running from the law. That's what it was. We were running from the law. Yeah. It was hiding from the law. Hiding. Yeah. So you were breaking rules. This is this is the impact I have on you. I get you to break a little bit of rules. Just just a little bit. It was bit. fun though. Yeah. We had a blast. When I came out here. Yeah. And, and I came back with a super tan. They were like, where'd you go? No sun there was in like, Connecticut. Yeah, I was gonna say no sun. There was no sun and it was like a blizzard outside. And Mike Mike came back with a tan. So so he came to visit me and then um went back to Connecticut. And then a week later we actually went back to Connecticut as well. And, um, we finally got to open one of my businesses, the brick and mortar. And again, the restrictions on it were, yeah, like, you couldn't even, the restrictions like, were insane. Yeah. And thankfully, like I have a husband that works in healthcare that could help me navigate everything that was needed because mm-hmm. there was so much PPP that, right. right. PP, mm-hmm. PP, PPE, <laughs> PPE. Yeah, yeah. That was needed. Um, so it was just, it was so intense and I ended up losing nine out of the 10 renters that I had. And that, was hard and I think I was oh and then they weren't gonna let us open so I was protesting. Right. Oh that's right, yeah. Oh yeah. So I was protesting. I was on Good yeah, Morning you were New York. Black, you were mask on. You were like a, a rebel. Stop. You couldn't choose another color besides black. I know. Well hey that. I'm a hairdresser. I was a ninja. I was I was trying to make moves, okay? With a hoodie and everything like ready to I know I'm like, he was like girl you gonna get arrested. Like, Probably, yeah, yeah, you were a couple of my friends. Well, family was like, Yo, what, what is your girl doing in front of the Capitol building? <laughs> like, I looked at it, I was like, Oh boy, <laughs> yeah, I was protesting, y'all. I had every we had over 10,000 signatures in 48 hours, yeah. And we, I mean, we truly we got our governor to get us to open. I mean, it had to, though, it was just, yeah, it was, it was crazy, but. I think, with restrictions, though. I think that that helped me, though, because I think you seeing me ready to go to, like, mm-hmm. get arrested over this, I think that was, like, the point where you were like, yeah, maybe we should move from here. Maybe? Did that give you? 
No. There was no. Like, no. I, I never, it was, I was numb to the whole situation. Yeah. Numb. So. Like, ah, okay. Like, I mean, that's, if that's what we have to do, I mean. With moving? Yeah. Yeah, because that's, like, what came shortly after the whole protest thing. I just got to the point where it was just like, wow, my event business, my agency, I got the brick and mortar to be able to open, but we lost nine out of ten renters. And then my agency, um, we lost 672 events in 2020. Yeah. So it was – it was brutal. So I kind of went to him and was like, babe, this, like the reality right. is I'm going to be out of work for quite some time. Um, and then on top of that, the rebuild was going to be a lot of work and it was going to take a lot of time. And yeah, so. just moved to the yeah. apartment as a break before yeah. we purchased a home. But I mean, there was no. Yeah, we team. were. We were in the middle of our level right. level up, like legit, because yeah. we had moved a couple of times as we leveled up and as we were growing in our businesses. And um, we had literally made that move about six months before COVID hit, right. yeah. where we were renting an apartment because we were planning on buying in the area I we were. we moved there like in August, like yeah. the end of August, before school started. So we went through the winter and then that happened. We we're waiting for that summer because they had a pool. They had everything. We were ready to use all the facilities. Yeah. And we're like... Really? Yeah, I know. And then we were we were set to start looking to buy a house. Yeah. And so we we actually tried to buy a house in that time. There was two houses that we came across um, during the during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I remember going, we had to like mask up and do all kinds of things in order to go look at this house. Um, we couldn't go in there with the real estate agent. Yeah, there was all this yeah. like, yeah, there were all these rules to go look at these houses. And at that time, um, we had even put in an offer on one of the houses and 20,000 over asking and still didn't get it. Yeah, and yeah. it's crazy because Connecticut, like, y'all, there's old houses in Connecticut. These houses were oh. old. They needed to be gutted. Like, they needed so much work. And we the were still. The character of them are great. Yeah. You're going to put money in them. Right. So just make them livable. Yeah. So that's where we were kind of were. And I was just like, okay, we lost on this house. There were two houses we lost the offers on. And I was like, plus my business is like ravished right now. Like this is crazy. I loved Texas when I came to visit. And so I started showing him houses on the internet. I want to hear it. <laughs> and I was I like, look, look at these, at look at these. Yeah. I don't know what exactly transpired that led me to, we put an offer in on one because I feel like I needed your signature or maybe I didn't. I don't think I did. I think I put it under my name when I did it. Um, So yeah, y'all, I actually did put an offer in on a house, sight unseen, um, just based off of pictures. Your mother went to it. Yeah, my mom went and checked it out. I kind of like this. She's like, I mean, it's an okay house, but the neighborhood, I think is what. Because no, she said a, the house was great. Yeah? Yeah, she she liked everything about it. I was totally I going off of her word. She went to go see oh, yeah, it. she went to a bunch. And then me and my mom, that's kind of what we do. We kind of mm-hmm. we kind of plot. We're always mm-hmm. plotting on something. So, um, so, yeah, so I ended up putting in this offer, and they accepted it. And so then I had to, like, you know, share with Mike. I just bought a house in Texas. <laughs> where were we going? I feel like we were going somewhere. We are driving somewhere. I don't know if it was your mother's campsite. To prep it for this. For oh this yeah, because we were Airbnb the yes, campsite. Right. I think we were heading that way. And then when I it told didn't you, happen. yeah, it didn't. We didn't make it there. <laughs> so, needless to say, we live in Texas right now. So y'all know the rest of the story and how that transpired. But poor Mike, he definitely. Um, 
he definitely had a little bit of a mental breakdown and I sent the poor man to the hospital because he wasn't sure what was wrong and how he was feeling. I couldn't walk. What did the doctor tell you when you were there? So when I, so at first they were like pretty like concerned. They were like, man, you're so young, you're healthy. Like what, what happened before like all this happened? And I told him the whole story and the doctor started like sparking because he knew me. So obviously <laughs> I worked there for 15 years and he started sparking and he was like, he just had a little bit of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, babe. two saline bags later and I'm ready to go. You're ready to like, go. Oh my God. Now we're moving to Texas. Yeah. And it happened all so quickly because the process in Texas buying a house is actually much quicker than it is in Connecticut, which I did not know that. And so literally our closing date was set for like almost three weeks after I made the offer. Um, so it was a very abrupt like, oh, my gosh, we're out of here. A little, though. There was a couple of things. That, yeah, there were a couple of snags yeah. that we hit along the way because I was self-employed right. and I owned businesses that were affected by the pandemic. So at one point, we actually only almost lost the house because of that. Um, but yeah, so we ended up moving forward, getting the house. Mike, um, we actually were somewhat responsible in how we approached it because Mike yeah. Mike didn't leave his job right away. He actually right. drove us to Texas and uh, we put all of our life belongings into yeah. a storage unit. A storage and uh, the SUV. And the SUV and that's it. Yeah. We And then the he drove us to Texas. Yeah. And that was the beginning of our Texas journey. But Mike didn't join us right away. I mean, as soon as I got there, I helped you unpack the, the SUV and then... I think I was flying out the next day. Yeah. Back home. Yeah. Going back to Connecticut. Yeah. And then so we actually, we had another, we had a rental property in Connecticut. So he had actually, um, our renter ended up vacating right. just in the nick yeah. of time. It was actually, it was a, at first kind of devastating, but then like, a, the it kind of was a blessing yeah. in disguise. So yeah. there's the chaos moment, y'all, because our renter literally like left their lease yeah. early. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And then it, was, it ended up being the place that Mike lived right. on the floor for four months. And it was months. like a 2,400 square foot condo. Yeah. Literally, I had a mattress and blankets in there. Yeah. And scrubs. Yeah, and just worked all the time. I was working every day just to get my mind off of things because yeah. what else was I going to do? Yeah. So literally, I was living out of scrubs and a mattress on the floor Yep. for four months. It's crazy. In the time that I was trying to find employment here. Yeah. But and that was, was the situation was tough because it was still COVID. Yeah, so. it was still COVID. And then just trying to find something similar to what you did, mm -hmm. because like we said, like he worked his way up in the position right. that he had. And it was such a unique position. They're creating positions as I went along. Yeah. And taking so. more like responsibilities. So it, it was it was an interesting position, but it was tough to find something similar down here. That was frustrating for me because being self-employed, I feel like. I just always like, okay, if there's not an opportunity, like I'll make an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And whereas with this, we were so stuck because it was one of those things like you're at the mercy of right. of what people see on your resume or what they think. And it was frustrating because I feel like what happened was it's like either people wanted to see a bachelor's degree with mm -hmm. your experience because he had all the experience. Right. Like it was crazy. And but they were like, he didn't have the paper. Right. And so he would get decline, decline, decline. And then on the other end, it was like the things that didn't need a bachelor's degree, they would look at his experience and go, you're overqualified. Yeah. yeah. I think it was like over 50 applications. At least. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really frustrating for me because I wanted him with us and yeah. we didn't want to make the full jump for him to to leave. But um, settle for something. Yeah. But here. in the end, you yeah. settled. And, and, 
I mean, I had to. Yeah. I mean, four months went by and I was flying in every what month? At least once a month? Every couple weeks, it seemed. At yeah. least. And that was. In all the years we've been together, we've never been apart. No. In that way. Ever. Yeah. Just, so it was uh, hard. And I don't like flying. So, I mean, flying, like like I said, every couple of weeks, it was paying the money to do it and then lying to my job. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was the other <laughs> like, thing. Like, you were breaking all kinds of rules. days off. Like, where? <laughs> What are you doing? It's COVID Sneaking going on. Where are you going? <laughs> That's was... so crazy. Yeah. So that was that was our beginning journey to to Texas, and yeah. uh, and what's crazy in that too, like even looking back on that because it was a really chaotic time for us. I'll never forget the moment. There was one time he visited for a weekend, and we were sitting there having coffee one morning, and we were talking about. He's like, you know, what are you going to do? And I was just like, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm going to try to do hair, like, but like, I don't know what that looks like. And it was actually Mike that suggested for me to start a mobile salon, which I was really shocked that you were, you know, because that was a big investment that we took yeah, a chance on too. what else options did you have though? Yeah. So I think what really, if anything in that moment, I was the scared one mm-hmm. to make that decision and you were the one that was like, no, I think you need to do this. And so what's crazy is how we ended up finding the truck that we invested in. Um, It was actually on my Pinterest board um, that I pinned three years prior. And so when we talked about going mobile with my uh, salon, I went and checked out that Pinterest and I was like, look at this really cool truck. And when I clicked on it, the company was actually out of Dallas. And so that was like, shocking. And I called them right in that moment. And they were like, yeah, you can actually come and take a look at one of our trucks. We don't normally sell these, but because of COVID, they were willing to um, potentially sell one. So immediately we hopped in the car, literally within 30 minutes. I was like, babe, it's 30 minutes away. Like, you want to go look? I'm like, I'm here on vacation. (laughs) (laughs) I have one more day here. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, we hopped in the car that I will say one thing that even though you're like always kind of more reserved, mm-hmm. when you say... When I feel like it's a good idea. Yeah. To me... I feel pr- like, you know... To me, that's like my foot on the gas pedal when you I do know, that. But you think every idea is good. Sometimes <laughs> I'll be like, all right, if it's a good idea, bam, we could do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it was interesting, interesting times. Yeah. But we did it. Yeah. And we found that truck and... I pulled the trigger on it before you you were even officially moved here, mm. which is wild to think back. Like, honestly, sometimes I'm like, I don't know who those people were making right. those decisions because we were making huge life decisions yeah. and huge financial decisions, y'all. Like, But again, sitting on the money and let it dwindle away, that's one thing that you kind of taught me. Like, you can't let that money dwindle away. And then when it comes to that point that you have to make, like, a drastic change, you don't have any money to invest yeah. in something. And then what are you going to do? Yeah. You're stuck. Yeah. That's definitely – that was definitely uh, a lot of how I mm-hmm. made decisions was exactly that. I mean, we had, thankfully, a, a savings. And then we actually cashed out had Mike's – Had to pull out my 401K. Yeah. We cashed out Mike's 401K. Mm-hmm. And um, that was our our seed money mm-hmm. for us to kind of make some really big decisions. And it's crazy to look back at it because they were extremely risky decisions. And at the same time, they were calculated in a way of like a plan. And had to be made. Yeah. Those decisions had to be made. Yeah. And I think like the scary part, I think that's a good point, though, from maybe a person from your perspective mm-hmm. that is more reserved. Like 
when do you make those decisions and and how necessary are they, right? It's like a gut feeling. Yeah. Like there's no I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah. For that. Like it depends on your situation and again, you have to give yourself options. Yeah. You either invest that money and work your tail off to make it work or take that chance and just ride it out until you don't have any money more money left and then what are you gonna do? You yeah. have no options. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's literally where we were when we got to Texas. And so <clears throat> it was a lot of decision making and quick decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually you were able to to move out here. So I was here for like what, four months before you were yeah, able at least to move? Four. Yeah. And so you want to share real quick that job that you took? Oh, uh, I didn't want to talk about <laughs> it. Flashbacks. So I worked in in Fort Worth, downtown Fort Worth. Yeah. In a prison. So I don't know if it so not is it a prison <clears throat> or a jail is where they It's like a county jail? Yeah. So it's like the in between the courthouse was next door. They had an underground tunnel. <laughs> so and then like if I would walk the underground tunnel because I, I had to do whatever. And you could see like elevator for courthouse one, elevator for courthouse two. So if you're like like if you're being transported. like being transported from straight from your court case or whatever, they'll just send you down that elevator and walk to the jail. Yeah. Yeah. And get transferred over there, which was pretty I, I didn't even know if things worked like that. Yeah. But I worked in their ER, like ER area in the prison because everybody has to get checked in, their physicals, your dental before you go to the big house and I hated it. Yeah. It was a cool job, but it just it was a huge transformation. It was so humbling. <laughs> from where from what I did before and Yeah. But you had to do what you had to do. I know. There was I, no options. Even the pay was very Oh, humbling. the pay was uh, <laughs> It was so It was humbling. like and then the drive from where we lived to it was like a 40 minute drive and those are long drives that you talk to yourself and get flashbacks of what you had before but then you have to tell yourself i mean yeah everything changed like you can't do anything about it but move forward yeah i remember when he called me about that job like if i should take it or not and i remember actually they passed him over for yeah, this job i was overqualified he was overqualified so they passed him over and then i think i don't know what it was i called back yeah and thanked them yeah <laughs> like, thank you and it was like we really want you but we looked at your resume and there's no way like we could hire you you're so overqualified like it's like there's no way we can hire you yeah and i was like no you're gonna hire me (laughs) they're like by the way the guy we tried to hire didn't show up right do you know my that's right yeah Yeah, the guy didn't show up (laughs) stop hitting the table (laughs) do you know my situation like i i need to be in texas yeah i was like yeah we're more than happy to take you but i mean this is what we're gonna they're like you you. sure this is Uh, what we can pay you it was it was brutal and yeah i mean but that was that was how, I mean, it was the way to get him here. And yeah. that was more important to us at the time because four months doing mm-hmm. what we were doing, it was just so hard. And I had, and we had our condo sold. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we so sold I our had condo. To, like there was no other, what was I going to say? Yeah. With so, your mama. I, <laughs> I mean, it would have been an issue, but <clears throat> I mean, when you're married with two kids and yeah, it was, you have to. That's real humbling. That's super. We had humbling. many. Many humbling moments, hmm. for sure. But yeah, so he he came down and he took that job. And that only really lasted for so long. Because I, I feel like you were getting promoted also very quickly because you were doing so yeah. much. I mean, they, they took him in. Within and then, the first couple of weeks, they were like, 
Yeah. There's there's nothing else to train you in. Like the next promotion that we have available, you're gonna you're gonna have. We're we're gonna present it to you. Yeah. But yeah. So that that ended up happening. Mm-hmm. He got the promotion. He ended up going over to the ER in the But again, hospital. healthcare, you have to healthcare, yeah. I was like in step twenty and I went back to like step one. Yeah. And then you have to and it's it's I mean it's politics. It's politics and who you know for the most part, but it to wait that long to get where yeah. I wanted to be, it was gonna take a long time. Yeah. So that then led us to entrepreneurship of some kind. <laughs> so Mike actually ended up leaving healthcare um in what, 21, 2021, I think it was. Uh, I mean, you you were yeah. only there for Less oh, than a year. year. A year? I say a year because I went from. Oh yeah, it was a year. To the other one, it remember? was exactly a year actually mm-hmm. because it was in October right. when you decided yep. to leave. So it's going to be two years <clears throat> this October, so about a year and a half. Yeah. So so he ended up leaving it because healthcare was just rough to be in. Yeah, it was just up and down. Things were changing daily, and you didn't know. It what, was so stressful. What was happening with regulations, and it, it was a lot. Yeah. And so I just kind of came at it from this place of like, this is so stressful Mm -hmm. because we didn't, there were things changing so much. We didn't know the direction of things going. And I'm like, like the amount you were getting paid Mm -hmm. on top of the stress and the drive and how much he had to be gone. We just came to this conclusion that it wasn't, it, the work-life balance, all of the pieces, the financial piece of it, everything just didn't make sense anymore. So so what we did actually, and this is really a good example of um, sometimes you have to sacrifice. Reassess what you're spending your money on. Yeah. So we literally sat at the table and mm-hmm. said, okay, what are your paychecks? And how much are you making that? How can we replace that in giving up things? Mm-hmm. And so to me, that was a huge lesson in life because I, I don't think we've ever really looked at our finances mm-hmm. in that way, but it was just like, okay, what can we give up that equates to what you're making? And part of that was actually us giving up an entire vehicle, mm-hmm. which was crazy because our lease for our vehicle was, was actually just up. coming up. Yeah. yeah. So we decided to mm-hmm. let an entire vehicle go. And, and to that's this, $700 alone. Yeah, right it was. That was huge because mm-hmm. it was $700 a month for that vehicle and plus the insurance. Plus the gas. Plus the gas. Which I was spending like 50 bucks a week. Yeah. So it was like $1,000 just on a vehicle. It's so crazy. Like when you actually look at your finances from that perspective and like realize that it's like how many things we accumulate and how many things we end mm-hmm. up paying for that we don't even realize that if you actually just sit, budget, take a look at everything, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm working for this. Like what? And, and, and it's good to do it. You don't have to look at all your finances, but if you can't like sit down for a half an hour and catch one thing, that's a saving. Yeah. And then you'll notice other things like, oh my God, I didn't even realize like you do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize I had that subscription. I'm paying a hundred bucks. And, oh my god! Like, from two years ago, and they've been charging me a hundred bucks every month, and I'm like, what? Yeah, and that's a bad. That's a bad. It'll, habit it'll be I like have. something again. You don't have to spend a whole day, but take half an hour, forty five minutes, just to look. And even if you catch one thing, yeah, that's that's a saving. Yeah, that's so true. And that's good business advice too, because y'all, when I did that on a personal level, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder how many things within my business. Cause mm-hmm. my business did at one point get so big and we had so many expenses and I had learned how to lean up expenses. Um, because if you're going to find money and it's in your bottom line, right? And so where are your liabilities? Where are your things that you're spending money on already that you can actually cut down and you can make the same amount of money but if you cut your liabilities, you make more money. Like, 
it's that never dawned on me before until it hit us on a personal level where we had to mm-hmm. make those decisions. And I was like, holy crap, let me look at the business. Yeah, when you're comfortable, you don't look at those things. Yeah, of when course. You're comfortable, you think you're making all this money. And it's great. You're making all this money, but you don't notice those little things that are accumulating in the background. Yeah. And, and you can be saving even more. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And so when we did that, we were literally able to figure out exactly what those things were mm-hmm. and equate that to what it was that he was making. And we cut all of it, which meant we lived a simpler life. Yeah. I mean, and it didn't change much. It didn't, it actually didn't change much, which was mind blowing. What changed a lot was one being together more. And figure it out. (laughs) That's what the decontinuation. We need a part two. Journey. Yes. We need a part two. That needs a part two on its own. Yeah. It's so true. Dynamics working with your significant other. Which I thought we were going to dive into, but honestly, you're right. It is a, it is a and part not knowing two. what I was going to do. Yeah. How, how I was going to fit in. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Exactly. But the one main thing that we knew was quality of life was so important mm-hmm. to us. And being together as a family, y'all, that yes. is just like sacrificing your time for, you know, losing that time with your family. Mm-hmm. That was one of the big factors. And to be able to, like I said, going back to our stories that we didn't grow up with our dads, to have a a whole family unit in our household for our kids was so important to us. And I I, I have to say that is so much more than money and so much more value because he's able to be around all Mm -hmm. the time and like be a part of the soccer games and like being around all the time. Yeah. Well, because then you took on new jobs and yeah. new roles and new yeah. things. And that's going to be the part at two. home, though. I mean, we still have that dynamic that we can, I feel like we're we're still a part of everything. What like, do you mean? Like, like, I'm not going to work and you're working and the kids are here and yeah. still at home. Like, we're, we still have that hands-on oh, yeah. with everything. Yeah. In every aspect. Yeah. yeah. So that's been, like, a really cool thing. And it was it took a lot to us mm-hmm. to navigate at mm-hmm. first. A lot. Yeah, it it was a lot. <laughs> so Again, to be continued. To two. be continued. We'll definitely have to do a part two. I'm looking at the time and we're already at, okay. and my oh. battery is going to die. Oh my gosh, all the things. All right, y'all. So we are going to have to do a part two, but I wanted to definitely come on here and share our story. I love sharing. This is truly the beauty behind the chaos because we were living chaos for a good solid two years of our lives. Um, but this is the man next to me that lives in the chaos and the yeah. beauty yeah. together. My husband. Yes. All right. So with that, all right, we're going to leave a cliffhanger then. We're going we're gonna to come back again to a part two. But that is our story. That's that's me and, me and Mike, Mr. Mr. Hernandez. The yeah. Hernandez. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for being my guest today. No problem. I probably talked more than you did, but. You, I mean, it's you, hard. you chimed yeah. in. You oh, chimed yeah. in. I chimed in. Yeah. And shared the story of uh, our pivot story. Next time I have a lot to say about this transition. <laughs> a lot. Joining. And joining. And guys brain. listening. Oof. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. If you want to know what it's like being married to an entrepreneur and then becoming an entrepreneur, yeah. it's, it's a journey. learning new skills. And it, it, it's a lot. It's yeah. A I have a feeling a lot of the ladies that are listening might listen to these episodes um with their husbands. So yeah, you know, cool. they can they can hear they can hear the different dynamics and perspectives. I'm sure there's a lot of questions of like, how do you deal with all this? 
I'm gonna have, to have one. I'm gonna have to take over your podcast one day. You're not here, and just have guys listen. Just all right. We'll we'll have to do a, a guys only beauty behind chaos yeah. kind of situation. Questions y'all have, and I'll read the list of questions and I'll answer. Them. Oh, that would actually be a really good yeah. one because I feel like people do when they meet you. They're just like, "How do you keep up?" Oh, there it goes. Oh, oh, oh. oh we're still. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. oh. We, so Mike, um, so one of the part of this story is that Mike is now, he does videography and we are here recording um, a video at the same time as recording this audio and the video right. just uh, stopped. Wait. Yeah, yeah, the video just stopped, but it started right now. So hurry up. Is it recording? Yes, okay. All right. Recording. All right. We're All back. Right. All right. So we're actually going to, so what yes, were we going to say? Where did we, cut? we have to wrap it up. <laughs> That's okay. It. All yeah. right, y'all stay tuned for part two. We have so much more to share and, um, why is that upside down? Because it's it? not turned all the way. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm getting distracted. At all least right. for the camera. Just you could finish it off here. All right. Perfect. Until next time. All right, guys. We are going to wrap this up. But thank you guys for listening to our pivot, our pandemic pivot story, bringing my husband onto an episode. You're the first guy to come on to Beauty Behind Chaos. Right. Thanks for joining. Yay. And uh, stay tuned for part two of our our entrepreneurial story and mm. our, our journey together as husband and wife. I'm the cameraman, so I'm going right. to take care of that piece. See you later. All right, guys. Thank you guys again for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. So excited to continue to bring these stories to you. And uh, thanks for listening. And I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day. See you next time. Bye, beauties. Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend. Because when we learn, we live. And we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beauty behind chaos podcast. See you next time, beauty.